Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerdcade Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerdcade Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micers podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn, found wherever podcasts are given away for free. And of course, we also want to shout out our lovely other Patreons over at patreon.com backslash Owen Podcast, including Derek Diamond, O-Rob himself, Mr. Robbie Hennig, and I am The Rampage. Can you hear it now? Is it quiet? Can you hear it? that music means it is time for the open micers podcast my name is jason robbins i'm jacob craig i'm very unprofessionally chewing these things called high chews not a sponsor they're so fucking good they're like gum that you can eat mm, so i'm just gonna be munching and spitting all over this fucking yeah you already gleeked all over your microphone a minute ago so that's that's is it gleek or gleek i never got that i think it's gleek it's g-l-e-e-k i believe uh, we should look at the uh, look it up in the dictionary and see if it's in there. All right, hold on. Let me look it up real quick, and, and then we'll. Oh my, no! It's uh, the show's gonna be over by the time you get a fucking result. <laughs> anyway, uh, our guest tonight knows exactly how bad Jason is at googling. <laughs> it says uh, "gleek" is a noun. This is an old game at of at cards played by three persons with forty four cards, each person having twelve and eight being left for the stock. What does that mean? It'd be easier for me to just call Wally and ask him. Yeah, let's just ask him. He can call in, whatever. But our guest for tonight is his, his trifecta. It's his third time on the show, coming back to talk about the return of his beloved podcast and also a short film that he just did. And he's my beloved co-host over at the Nerd Cave Retro Show, Mr. Derek Diamond. Beloved might be a little bit of a stretch, but I, I do appreciate the compliment. No, it's 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 great to be back. You know, it's it's crazy that it's already my third appearance. The second one just seems like yesterday. I, f- I feel like they've all coincided with either like the end of the year or the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. something like that. So no, I'm excited to be back. We- it's uh, it's four if you count the time you hosted with uh, with me and um, uh, Laura Laura Face. Smith. Yeah, true. Oh yeah, yeah. So does does that make it four? Or does I that one get an asterisk? It, it might get an asterisk because you you took the the shoes of um, googling things and getting no answers and having a bad soundboard. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to do it? You, I will gladly give you the reins to to Here's operate the, the soundboard, record the show, edit it, upload it, all that. I'll let you do all that. No, that's okay. I'll just make fun of you while you do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he didn't answer, by the way, so we can continue. All right. So, uh, Derek, what, what's your, what's your, uh, what do you think? Is it Gleek? G L E E K? Or Gleet? G L E E T? Because I'm waiting I always, for Gleet. I always thought it was with a T, but I've never, I've never heard of that card game before. Like, I, I went, so I went through a phase in high school where I played actually a lot of card games, like poker mm-hmm. and, you know, various things like that, but I've never heard of that card game before. Oh, Gleek was also life. the monkey on the Super Friends. Remember the friend of... Uh, oh, that was his name. The Wonder Twins. <laughs> okay. 
I just Googled what Gleet means. Oh my god, I just looked at it too. <laughs> it's you know not what? bad we, either. We might as well make it a trifecta. I'll look it up too. Uh, look up Gleet, G-L-E-E-T, and then we will tell the people what it is. They're not going to tell them. We're going to employ them to oh my for themselves. God. That's, I think that's what I figured. I it just want to know what, about your guys' reaction. What does mucopurulent discharge mean? <laughs> mine just says watery this, discharge. Ew. Yeah, that's what mine said, too. Ew. That's a rabbit hey, hole. I don't think we need Google. to go down. Jason, you're on that old Google, I'm not dude. On you need old, dude, I'm using DuckDuckGo. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask that same thing. It's you a, have to operate it with a fucking shotgun? <laughs> it's, it's a Google Chrome plugin, you jackass. I don't even I'm not even trusted around plugins. So I've never know. I've never heard of this until just now. It's a search engine that does not save your, your searches. Um, oh gotcha. I wonder why you have to use that. So that I don't have stupid like let me let me tell you some of my Google searches. You want me to read you some of my Google searches on the phone when I actually use Chrome? I want nothing more. All right, here we go. Um, let's see. Uh, I was in I was in New Orleans this weekend, so I, I put in a buffet French Quarter, New Orleans, mm -hmm. looking for a buffet. Uh, let's see, flea markets near me. Uh, <laughs> what was the phone number to call for the time? You remember when you were a kid? Uh, well, you you guys probably never did this back in the eighties and and seventies, eighties, nineties. When you wanted to know the time and temperature, you had to call a certain number. You remember that? I can't say that I do. Fuck, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm from the 21st century. Uh, let's see. Uh, I bought Star Wars Squadrons on the PlayStation, and I, I googled, "Do you need PSVR to play Star Wars Squadrons?" And no, you do Shit not. Game. Um, let's see. Never they took it. the worst part of the Battlefront games and made it a game. Who the fuck thought of that? Yeah. Crockpot recipes. So that's my. Oh, that's most, a good one. Uh, and also. Crockpot recipes. Pensacon 2023. I was looking up the date for Pensacon. So that's uh, that's dude. my recent Google history. This Pensacon's going to be a banger, though, dude. I wasn't yeah. planning on going, but then they got a fucking scream reunion. <sighs> yeah, I'm there. I'm going to have to do. Uh, I'm going to have to fill out the forums for open micers so you can get your ticket. Oh yeah, I'm. We're we're doing Nerd Cave Retro, so I'll get mine, and we'll we'll do yours for open micers. Yeah, hand out some business cards. All right, I got to get off this, yeah. this page that tells me what Gleet is, because that's just not pleasant. <laughs> 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 oh great! Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, sorry, that was a two-parter. There you go. So Derek, yeah, brought to you by High Chew. We we actually by High Chew. We brought Derek on which to is the delicious, podcast. by the way. To uh, mm. to talk, to. maybe we'll get a high chew sponsorship. That would be awesome. That would be great. Not a fucking chance, dude. I've said in like the last three episodes, <laughs> and you just said it again. Are you trying? That's to so get damn <laughs> We edit that out. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Fuck it. We'll do it. Are live. you sure? I can edit it out, <laughs> but it's it's harder to edit on the the Twitch feed and YouTube. <laughs> the live. Can we edit that on the live Twitch feed? No. <laughs> I'm leaving it in, so you're gonna have to deal with that in a couple of years when they find out. Who's they? The CIA? <laughs> the, you're the gonna company, fucking kill me? The people you work for? Huh? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's not good. Oh, well. fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll <laughs> I'll edit it out of the uh, the audio portion, and uh, there we go. No one watches yeah. your Twitch anyway, so we'll be safe. Yeah. So. 
All right, so Derek, please tell us what's going on with uh, the Derek Diamond Experience, the return of the great Derek Diamond Experience podcast. Well, I did want to say, first of all, it's the most mind-blowing part of the show being back. It was almost like it never left because the listenership is pretty much exactly the same as it was when I stopped the show just over a year ago. That's it awesome. stayed at zero? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was like, I, it just blew my mind, you know? It just consistency is key, my friend. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it was, uh, I, I was very surprised with how the, you know, the, the show's only, I released a third episode since being back today. So it's been, it's been pretty consistent. But I mean, long story short, I miss doing the show. Like feature presentation was fun, but at the end of the day, it wasn't quite the same. And I feel like the Derek Diamond experience was almost like part of my identity. Mm. Like people know me from doing that show. And shout out to to Chad Sanders if he ever hears this, because he he had talked about doing some promo podcasts for the feature. And initially I was like, no, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again. But then I thought about it and I was like, well, let me just gauge interest online. So I put out a couple of polls asking people which show they preferred. The result was overwhelmingly the Derek Diamond experience. So long story short, I decided let's do it. Let's bring it back. So the show is back. Yeah, the, the feature uh, presentation podcast just sounded like it took a lot of work to do. Yeah. And Derek Diamond, yeah. just, it feels more loose and and I don't know, just like it just feels better for you because i know you you overwork yourself when you do things like oh I, I never overwork myself yeah. <laughs> with anything i don't go all in for anything are you okay jacob i was just <laughs> wondering <laughs> like did you freeze like that or? yeah like is his feet frozen is he is he <laughs> dying I, what's, I what's going to, on i thought i was gonna have to call his mom to go check on him <laughs> yeah <laughs> you should call your mom to come check on me <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> man but no i actually i missed the feature presentation podcast in the in the way of like unrealistically i wish you could do both shows because feature presentation was so fun with sort of like the, the I guess, op-ed podcast you did about certain topics. And it was exciting to see you, you know, go over like Cobra Kai with the actual Cobra Kai actors and stuff like that. But uh, I guess with the Derek Diamond experience being back, though, you can you can kind of do sort of the same thing for that show. Mm hmm. Yeah, and the, the cool thing about the Derek Diamond experience is that it has a little bit more variety. Like feature presentation evolved into just being interviews. But with the Derek Diamond experience, I could do the top five list, do mm -hmm. roundtable discussions. I heck, I think, you know, a, a roundtable with the three of us doing maybe top five comedies would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Do you want to get canceled or what? <laughs> <laughs> Either way, yeah, it, it would still be a fun podcast. Jacob tries to get us canceled skills. every week, so you got to be on your toes when when Der when Jacob's on the show. I'm no Pepper Goins, but I have a mouth. <laughs> no, but we we love you for it, though. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on my filter. I'm like a Keurig right now. I need to get to a Mister Coffee. I need the more filter. Well, there's that was a good you, you, you take you, you, you take guys. baby steps. That's good. That's very good. But no, it's there are elements of feature presentation that I do miss, and I don't regret 
trying that show out because I wanted to do something different. But at the end of the day, Derek Diamond experience was in a way more fun because like Jason said, it felt more loose with feature presentation. I tried to give like a more professional kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the Derek Diamond experience, it's more just kind of me being myself. Yeah. And, and with a show like the feature presentation, that's something you have to go all in on and be concentrate 100% just on making that show, the content for the show. And even just hearing you talk about it, like behind the scenes just felt tiring to me. Like with, with nerd cave retro and open micers, like I have it so streamlined the way we do these shows that it's very minimal work. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's work. You have to know what you're doing in order to make it that easy. But these shows are relatively easy to produce and make. But with feature presentation, I mean, you've got like segments and you've got people you're talking to and it just feels I'm like waiting on a good part to jump in on a lot of work. Oh, shit. Hey, Wally, uh, not to not to ruin anyone's groove, but I have Wally on the phone <laughs> just to um, fuck with Jason, basically. OK. Wally, uh, say something for the people. So, so see if they can hear you through my microphone. Hello, uh, this is Wally, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> can you hear him? <laughs> yeah, I can hear him. Okay, so um, Wally, I asked Jason to Google because, so I, I gleeted all over my microphone, which is something I haven't done since oh. middle school. And I asked Jason to Google if it's Gleek or Gleet, because he thought it was Gleek, and I thought it was Gleet. And of course, it took him 50 million years to find the answer, so I was just going to call you and ask what you thought it was. Uh, Gleek with a K. Ha! Really? Ha! Ha! So me and Derek are Team Gleek with a T. And we found out that was not oh, the case. Man. That's not the case. Do you want to just Google Gleet real quick for us, Wally, so we can get your reaction on that? <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I just looked it up. Health.com. Gleeking with a K is one of the human body's most unique talents. Most people who gleek do so accidentally while talking, eating, or yawning. But as it stands, it is the act of inadvertently spitting while talking. Okay. Underneath, uh, well, great. I have to actually open up the whole article. <laughs> but yeah, it is gleek with a K. Okay, well, I'm happy to be wrong. Can you do me a favor and Google gleet with a T and just see what happens? Oh, God. Uh... Okay. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> that was way worse. Yeah, I was doing that with my mouth, apparently. I hope you didn't bleed. <laughs> oh, I bleeded, Bubba. I bleeded everywhere. Uh, it, well, um... I think this is a good time for me to exit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love you, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Uh, and now Google's going to be wondering why there's an uptick in the search for Gleet <laughs> over the next few days. And they're gonna... dozens of people are googling uh, Gleet, <laughs> courtesy of the Open Micers podcast. Uh, well, that was fun. Yeah, we should get yeah. a sponsorship from Gleeting. Yeah. I should get gleet.com and uh, redirect the show there. I bet it's already. That would be hilarious. Let, Let me get, look it up. Get my browser open real quick. No, I'll do it, Jason. I'll do, I'll it. do it. You want to know why? Because it'll take me 
five seconds, Jason. Uh, there, That's it, why. It's available. There is no gleet.com. That is surprising, actually. Wow. Okay. Right, let's go to name.com. <laughs> <laughs> and, re- and redirect the feature presentation podcast. <laughs> 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 it's like it uh, never even existed. <laughs> exactly. There we go. We're learning a lot. See, you can learn yeah. things from the Open Micers podcast. Yeah, yeah, you can. I learned some. I learned a lot tonight on on. The I show did. So I far. did too. I'm glad I came on the show this week. 16 minutes and seven seconds into the show, and I already learned the difference between Gleek and Gleet, and both of them are awful. The one way more awful than the other. Yes. And high chews are delicious. <laughs> yeah, high chews are they delicious. Are. What's up? What flavor do you have, Jacob? I had all of them. Oh, <laughs> good choice. You probably ate. Yeah. yeah, why have one when you can just have all of them? Yeah, yeah I had six of them. So, Fantastic. yeah, it was supposed to last me through the whole show, and it lasted me through sixteen minutes and seven seconds. <laughs> all right. So Jacob uh, claims that uh, um, uh, what a bit of honeys are old man candy. What is your stance, uh, uh, Derek? Do you like a bit of? Don't honey? even know what to call them. You're a horrible friend. You just tried to call him Jacob. Well, it's because, because we dude, I do podcasts with both of you. So it, now that you're both on the same podcast, it's hard <laughs> but, to, to say the Jason, right name. Here's the thing. Me and Derek get along swimmingly. I really like Derek. We're the opposite fucking person. No kidding. Like, there's but, no getting us confused. But you're both right in front of me, and I'm an old man with the beginning stages of dementia. So, <laughs> so take it what you will. And that's why you like Bit of Honey, isn't it? Yeah, so Derek. <laughs> I was waiting for that to come. <laughs> so, Derek, what are your thoughts on Bit of Honey? I couldn't tell you the last time I had Bit of Honey. It's probably been... God, when was the last time I had that? I, I don't know. I... The only candy I really associate with old men are Werther's Originals. I like Werther's too. So I when a, I have a whole so candy when I, dish full. <laughs> so when I worked at the Blue Wahoos, there was an old man who was an usher there who would hand out Werther's Originals to people. That's going to be me. Games. I'm going to be a janitor at, at the Blue Wahoo Stadiums. <laughs> You're not even going to work there. You're just going to go there to hand out <laughs> Werther's just, Originals. Just stand outside the front gate. Here you go. I have don't, a, don't ask questions, just take it. I have a plain blue jumpsuit, too. I can just walk around the stadium giving out uh, Werther's Originals to people. You should get one of those, um, what, those full body suits that cover, like, your face and everything that's all one solid color. No one will ever know it's you. Dude, I should make it a Pepsi Man costume. <laughs> oh, even better. Hand out Werther's Originals, because that makes sense. And that works because Pepsi's one of their sponsors. Oh, yeah. So if anything, you're, you're, you're spreading the good word. Because Jacob thinks a bit of honey is an old man candy because it's easy on the teeth. I say nay, because a bit of honey will rip out every filling in your head uh, because it's that chewy. But here's the thing, right? This is so. This is the fucking Hulk logic, right? Where it's like, <laughs> you don't get angry. You're always angry. You know what I mean? You don't try to chew the bit of honey. You just wash it around in your mouth until it fucking dissipates. Because you ain't got no teeth. Hmm. That's the secret, Captain. Okay. I, I get it, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think you know how to eat candy. Obviously, I do, Jason. I ate six candies since we've been sitting here. Yeah, but it's like he's perfected it into an art form. You didn't let the high chews wash around your mouth. You didn't even taste them. You just threw them down and swallowed them like they were fucking pills. 
Yeah, I just snorted six high cheese, dude. That's, <laughs> I'm so fucking crunk right now. Uh-huh. So, Derek, you Jake, make Jacob's movies. Gonna, Jacob's going to crash like in 20 minutes. Yeah. He's just We're just going to see him fall back in a chair. Just gonna fall. I've he's, been up since five in the morning. And he has diabetes. Oh, so you're definitely going to crash. Jacob has diabetes, and he's throwing back high chews like, the, like they're vitamins. So he's going to be. And uh, I'm drinking regular mug root beer, too. So. Great. Yeah, dude, I'm just really I trying go to go for a root beer right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Root beer break. Let's do it. Let's schedule it into <laughs> if, the show. If I, if, I, if I had one, I would gladly partake. I got some Dr. Pepper Zero cream sodas downstairs I, I have to break open. Uh, that, that sounds lovely, too. All the times I've been at your house and I've never had a Dr. Pepper Zero cream soda, I'm offended. <laughs> I just bought them the other day because they haven't had them in the store in like a they year. called me. Well. You can come over right now, and I'll give you a, a cream soda. I'm on my way. All right. <laughs> All right. Don't end the stream. Of <laughs> um, switch to his phone. <laughs> we got to tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel-flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate-flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. So, uh, Derek, uh, you uh, you make movies. What that? What's that about? Uh allegedly what a great I, question I, I attempt to. <laughs> <laughs> that was um that was that was my mark simmons impression <laughs> um it's like it's like that chris farley segment yeah you make movies that's awesome yeah. <laughs> uh that was, no i watched cool. i watched your newest movie um i think it was day before yesterday i watched it and i i like as a comedian, and it's called the feature, by the way. Uh, that you don't yeah. even know the name of it because uh, you're such a horrible friend. I know the name of it. <laughs> you didn't of say it. Of course, I know the name of Why it. Why didn't you say the name of it? You just said I saw your movie. Because I'm dumb, Jason. I don't know. I thought we already said it. Okay. Anyways, it's called the feature. I watched it. I really liked it. I actually, I thought it was, I thought it was very funny, and just that the whole plot. Is it's a short film about a man who looks like you who's making a short <laughs> That wasn't initially the plan. It just kind of worked out that way. It's funny because uh, when we did the auditions uh, back in June, we so with the Parker Syndrome, my first film, we I did solely like pre-recorded auditions. I didn't do anything in person, but I wanted to do that for this one. And Jace Gibson, who ends up playing the role of Matt, he comes in. He does his audition. I, he was great. Like, it was one of those things that I could have offered him the role right then because it was like he was exactly what I was looking for as far as performance goes. But my wife, Samantha, she was on the other side of the room. She was checking in the actors coming into audition. After Jace leaves, she comes over and says, he talks just like you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I guess he does. Like, I, I don't ever think of how I talk, but. Yeah, he ended up getting the role. And then it was actually her idea also for him to wear glasses. And then I'm like, okay, this is getting a little <laughs> meta for my taste, but it, it worked. So 
But no, it was it, it, it was a really fun experience making this movie. The, the cast was great. Um, everyone down from, you know, the leads to the supporting roles, the extras were even great as well that we did for the, the restaurant scenes. Uh, crew was great, had a really solid crew throughout the whole thing. And it was it, it was a lot of long hours. It, it took more to make this one because it was so much more in depth i felt like than my last movie but it was worth it in the end because i learned so much from making it i didn't get to uh i got to be there for the first move uh short film you made the parker syndrome and uh, i got to do sound on that one which uh, it was kind of a a new experience for me and you because i never got to do sound and you had never directed before and it, it was kind of fun to to be on the other side of the camera doing stuff like that and i saw how you were learning how to direct, how to be on a set, how to how to direct people and run things. How was it different this time around than doing it the first time? Well, I felt like I actually knew what I was doing this time around. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt more confident and more prepared because I knew more of what I was getting into as opposed to the Parker syndrome. And I also did much more rehearsals with the cast than I did with the Parker syndrome with the Parker syndrome. We did, I think two rehearsals, one with the brother and sister characters, and then one with the entire cast with the feature. We did like individual, like one-on-one auditions or rehearsals. We did um, group ones. Then we did one big table read a week before we shot. So they were all pretty well prepared. Everyone was pretty prepared for for this short uh, yeah because the first one uh the parker syndrome you had this one long continuous shot which ended up being how many minutes long was that shot exactly do you remember uh it's maybe around like three three four minutes yeah i think it doesn't sound like long but when you have so many moving parts the camera is moving the actors are all all doing their thing. All the background actors. That was such a bold step to try to do for your first uh, for your first film. Did you do anything like that on this one uh, to try to get like a continuous shot like that, or did you did you kind of be like, no, I'm not doing that this time around? Well, I didn't want to do I didn't want to do that exact same thing, but we we did do a cool um, transition where there there's a. There's a scene in the movie where it's right before they start shooting the movie within a movie. And the Katie character, who's kind of Matt's best friend, she's also playing the the AD. She has onset experience, whereas he does not. And she runs into uh, Doug, the sound guy, and they have a brief little exchange. And then she walks into the camera and her shoulder covers the, the lens and then we come out to a close up of her shoulder where the camera zooms out and she's in a different setting talking to different characters. So the, that was a little bit more um, like a different type of challenge, but I, I think it worked out well. Yeah, I really enjoy the movie. I, you know, the Parker syndrome was such a great first effort for a filmmaker. But this one, I felt when I was watching it, I actually felt like this could be like the pilot of a series like a Netflix series or something like that. And it has that slick look to it too. Well, that's all props to Kevin Almodovar, who, that you know, dude, you, you worked with it. Why he's, he's, not he's, filming, he's a legend. Why he's not filming Marvel movies right now is beyond me. 
And he is, I, I credit him as one of my mentors because he has really taught me how to look at things from a visual standpoint, you know, beyond just the words on the page. And I learn something new from him every time, whether it's on my projects or we work on, you know, a mutual friends project. Uh, he He's just such a wealth of knowledge and he explains things in a way that you can easily understand mm-hmm. and you don't feel like an idiot. That's how he taught me to do sound. Like I had never done sound before. I had never even touched the equipment before, but I had to learn that morning because it was going to be me running sound all day. Just me, nobody else for that day. And he literally taught me how to run the equipment, uh, uh, you know, like save the files, how to name them, all this stuff. And he taught me in like, what, 10, 15 minutes. And I, I felt like I was getting like an actual filmmaking education from somebody who just is like a master teacher who can just teach you something in just minutes. The most mind-blowing thing about him is uh, we worked on a project together uh, back in July and he asked me to go down to his truck and he told me exactly where this piece of equipment was. <laughs> and I walked down to the truck and sure enough, it was down like two in conjunction to other um, other pieces of gear. It was exactly where he said it was. Oh, you know, he's got to be the most uh, just... He has to have everything in the, the, he knows where everything is and just everything is just down, down to a T where everything is. It's all just where it's supposed to be at all times. Mm-hmm. So why he says that there, he said, I, my one major rule or one of my major rules, if you don't know where something is, do not just put it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Tell, say you don't know where to put it and I will tell you where to put it. I think I've worked with him on on not only your project, but he also did We're on uh, Survey. Yeah, did it. He was on Survey as well, and just man, like the most one of the most professional but friendliest people on the planet. And we should try to get him on the show here because that should. dude. I, I like I said, I don't know why he's not working for like Disney or something right now. Like he's just one of the best cinematographers, undiscovered cinematographers on the planet. Yeah, and he he did such an incredible job with he did a great job with the Parker syndrome too. But I think even with the feature, it, it and not I don't want to discredit the Parker syndrome because I'm very proud of how that turned out. Mm-hmm. But with the feature, it's got a I think more relatable story. The characters are more relatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the storylines, everyone can relate to at least one of the characters and what they're going through at some point in time. It deals with a lot of my struggles and my insecurities that I think are relatable. It's just a better movie. In my opinion, watching it, I could definitely tell it had a lot more of your heart and soul in it. Like, don't get me wrong. The Parker syndrome is it. It's very heavy subject matter, but it's not. Well, as you know, I was not in the greatest of places at that time. (laughs) It's very heavy subject matter. And it's kind of a, a, a lot to, to deal with in a short amount of time. But this one feels like this came straight out of your heart. Like this is, you know, you put yourself in this and I can see that. Like there's just a lot more of just, it, it's just, uh, it's a labor of love is what it was. Well, I have to give uh, my wife, Samantha credit too, because she got really involved with 
the whole process. Uh, Because I I wrote this script before COVID, but that derailed everything. I did work on a couple of projects between then and now, but um, I would revisit it every now and then. And uh, she asked to read the script and she said, you know, I I really like the story, but I've got a couple of ideas. You know, do you mind if I share them with you? So I said, sure. And she helped really add some depth to the characters. And then my producer, Chad Sanders, helped add some of the comedy. So I, I, I had a lot more help with this movie than I did with my previous one, which helped alleviate a lot of the pressure for me. Yeah. So what's the plan for this one? Uh, a festival run? Mm-hmm. Yep. So the the premiere, um, if you're listening to this, so your your guys' show drops on Wednesdays, right? Uh, yeah, it'll be out Wednesday, this Wednesday. Okay. So um, it'll be a week from Saturday will be the premiere of the feature in Pensacola. Um, you can go to facebook.com slash the feature movie. Uh, click on the event page. You can see where to buy tickets and everything. And then uh, once that's done, I'll start submitting it to festivals. And then uh, hopefully I'll get to maybe do another short sometime this summer. But my my main thing that I'm working on, and this will probably be a next year kind of thing, I want to do a murder mystery feature film. That's fantastic. If you've seen Knives Out and Glass Onion, it would be in that kind of style. Because I I love those movies. Can I murder Jacob in the movie? (laughs) You can murder me anytime you want, but guess what? You're not going to. I feel like that might get a little too real. Let me pitch you an idea, Derek. Go for it. Go ahead ahead and take your drink because this is going to take a while. So you want to do a murder mystery. Obviously, you don't want it to be like every other murder mystery film that's ever happened. You don't want some cheesy twist like the murder on the Orient Express where they were all in on it. Spoiler alert, that movie came out years ago. I don't care that you haven't seen it yet. What you should do is you should have a murder mystery where the setting is at the annual national butler convention. (laughs) You have my attention. So that all the suspects are butlers. So that you don't know who did it. Because obviously the butler did it, but which butler? (laughs) <laughs> definitely or, wasn't Kurt mustard here get this it happens at the butler family reunion so are they all butlers or is they're butler all last, last name butler butler's the last name butler family that's actually kind of cool i i don't hate that idea sir the butler did it <laughs> that could be the name of the movie the butler did it the butler did it <laughs> yeah Guys, are we going to get rich because <laughs> i think we're going to get rich you know I make fun of you a lot, Jacob. And, yeah, you uh, This is actually a pretty decent idea. It, I, I don't hate it. Look, I really don't hate it. So tra- this is why you want me to be trademark open micers podcast. Uh, the butler did it. So that's what we're throwing that out there right now. This is why you want me in a writer's room. I yeah. bring the magic. He does bring a point. You got to have an idea guy in the writer's room. You bring something ideas guy i don't know how to do anything i just know how to make sure but it all starts with an idea yeah i mean that's how the feature started i would watch a movie called the butler did it and it was all about butlers with the last name butler and a a butler got murdered but one of the other butlers did it one of the other butler brother did it the last name is butler and the occupation is butler that's the family occupation 
maybe it's like a generational job where like it started with one guy and then his son becomes a butler, mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. son becomes a butler. And and then and then the patriarch butler that got all the money from the wealthy heiress he took care of his whole life that died left him all the money and then someone offed him to get the money and you have to figure out who killed daddy butler was it butler or was it it, butler or was it the other butler exactly for generations they have buttled (laughs) for generations they have buttled (laughs) until one took it too far (laughs) i think we killed jacob <laughs> Is that don't choke on the high chew? Oh, I'm chewing and I'm high. <laughs> high chew coming no, to a I, theater this I, summer. I like this idea that that would be a unique spin on the whole murder mystery thing because they all have yeah. that formula. I mean, they all do it a little differently, but they all kind of stick to the same thing, right? I would just I would write like the silliest. Like dumbs. Have you ever seen the show Andrew Tribeca? I uh, know of it, but I've never seen it. So it's like it's the dumbest humor ever. Like if you just love dumb, stupid, like the movie Airplane, right? Yeah, just stupid humor. That's what I would write for this movie. Just that, like it's it's you're laughing because it's just the dumbest thing you've ever thought of in your entire life. But I can you respect could, that. You could do like Clue, and you could film like five different endings. Or you could it's do just, Avengers Endgame and kill Tony Stark. I don't know. Oh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Isn't it funny how Clue is a satire of the murder mystery genre, yet it's the most recognizable murder mystery film ever? I love that damn movie. Oh, it's it's a great movie. We did a commentary track for it mm-hmm. for Nerd Cave Retro. I remember we didn't talk all that much because we were just so into yeah. the movie. <laughs> you guys are still doing that? Oh, um, we did that one... A while back. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was like a year ago. Maybe you guys more. Are still doing that Nerd Cave Retro show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did earlier tonight. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you. Why don't Jacob. you do feature presentation instead? <laughs> uh, because I would work myself to death. I will say, though, that I, I put absolutely no work into this podcast. And we can tell. And uh, <laughs> Thank you. And um, whenever I, I'm asked to co-host Nerd Cave Retro every once in a blue moon, there is actually a good bit of work that you guys put into that show that I admire. I do respect that. I mean, there's work, but it's it doesn't feel like work because it's something we right. would be doing anyway, playing old games. Yeah, I would be playing an old video game anyway. So it's just, oh, what game do I want to talk about on the show? Yeah. And then I pick that, and that's what I play. Gotcha. I mean, other yeah, than see, other than writing the notes that we write for for the reviews, I mean, that's really the yeah. only work there is. Well, I, I, when I did, I think I reviewed uh, Spider Man for the PS One when I was on there. And you know, that's and one I of actually, our highest downloaded shows. It is. Oh, dude, I definitely said something not savory on there. What'd you say? I don't that's remember. Not, I don't remember either, but like, I definitely did. You know. He probably did. <laughs> so that sucks for you guys. Yeah, it's been forever since I've listened to that episode, so I don't remember. I'll, I'll re-listen to it later, and then you'll have another devil. Yeah. Um, no, I actually played the game, and I um, like took notes while I was doing it. Like I, like I can see like how because I feel like we all have kind of like the same brain where you kind of just completely delve into something, 
Like I can see how you guys could spend like weeks like researching a game. Well, with some of the longer games, yes, because you know, like if you're playing something like Legend of Zelda or Chrono Trigger mm-hmm. games like that, Final Fantasy definitely. There's a lot goes into reviewing those, but ninety percent of retro games are relatively short, and mm-hmm. with walkthroughs and YouTube videos now you don't spend months playing those games like we did when we were kids because we didn't have walkthroughs and YouTube videos to watch to get past certain things. So you can play an old game that would have taken me, you know, six months to to finish when I was a kid. You can go through in a couple of hours now with a walkthrough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like the Ninja Turtles game I reviewed last week. If I played it as a kid, it would have taken me weeks. I beat it in two days. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you play that on the Cowabunga collection, by the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had that. I, I played a little bit of uh all of them. I didn't realize that they had so many uh Ninja Turtles games for the uh the Sega. Yeah, n- people people don't realize how popular Ninja Turtles were, especially in the nineties. When that cartoon was in its heyday, they were everywhere. I, I remember as a kid seeing the Ninja Turtles at Disney World. They showed up in, in, the, in the turtle van. It was sick. Dude, when I was a kid, and I, Derek, you might have been too young to remember Batmania <sighs> in 1989. Like how big Batman was at the time. My, my uncles told me, like, are you talking about with the Tim Burton movie? Yeah, 1989. It was like Batman mm-hmm. was everywhere. And the only thing that could knock out Batmania from the, the public consciousness was the Ninja Turtles movie that came out a year later. And then it was just Ninja Turtles everywhere for years after that. Yep. You had the movie, you had the cartoons, you had comic books, the toys I remember selling like crazy. They were hard to find. Mm -hmm. Comics, I've still got got all my old Ninja Turtles toys at my parents' house. They're like this huge plastic bin. They were the biggest thing on the planet. Everywhere you went, there was Ninja Turtles this, Ninja Turtles that. And I don't think things get that kind of traction these days. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I feel like the Mar- like the Marvel movies kind of do. But you don't see as much of it out in the world as you did, like, Ninja yeah. Turtles and Batman. I feel like even Marvel's starting to taper off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you can't make that many toys for the 15th Ant-Man, you know? Yeah, I mean, there there are things that I'm looking forward to with Marvel, but I, I don't find myself as excited as, like, you know, with Avengers Infinity War or no. Endgame or when No Way Home came out. Right. It's just, like, I, I look forward to them, but it's not one of those things that, like, oh, my God, I got to be at the theater opening night for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even see anything in the theaters anymore because I, I, I'll just wait for it to get on Disney Plus. Like, I'm not, you know, like I'll go to see the new Ant-Man in theaters. Just I'm curious of how they introduce Kang, mm-hmm. but I'm not like dying to see it. Even with, with like Star Wars, I feel like Star Wars is so much better on TV, like TV Star Wars mm-hmm. is so much better than the movies now. I, I said it back when The Force Awakens came out. Star Wars needs to be a series because that's the best way you're going to be able to flesh out these characters. I'm telling you, Andor was one of the best series of, of all time. And people oh, yeah. hate it. I still need to it, finish but, it. Oh, that, that show was so good. 
and it just made Rogue One even better. And I still say Rogue One is the best Disney Star Wars movie. It definitely is. Everyone yeah, died, and I'm a big that. fan of that. <laughs> it was ballsy of them to do that, though. Like, I wasn't right. expecting them to do it. And, of course, it's got one of the best scenes ever in Star Wars when Vader just goes ham on everybody. <laughs> yeah. When he lit that saber, I'm like, that's a scene like right out of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, they're all about to die. And then I'm telling you, after watch all watch through all of Andor and then go by, watch Rogue One. And it just, dude, it hits so much harder, the ending of that movie. And just to, to get to know that character of Andor. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so I want to go watch Rogue One again right now. I haven't watched Rogue One in a while, but I, I would agree with you. I think it is probably the best Disney Star Wars movie. Here's a fan theory. So, you know, Andy Serkis plays a character in Andor, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if that character in Andor becomes Supreme Leader Snow? Who was also played by Andy Serkis. <laughs> I've never thought of that. That's what I thought that they were doing the whole time. And then I was just like, that's not him. Yeah, but Snow kind of turned out to be a, a nothing burger. <laughs> I mean, just. Yeah, well, so oh. did all three of those movies, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'll be I honest. If if I was put in charge of Disney, uh, Star Wars at Disney, I would just say that those last three movies are not even canon. They were like, oh, those were just a practice run. That's the worst thing you can do, though. That's what they're doing with like the fucking the Halloween thing. I hate it, dude. Only the good ones are canon. The first two. Everything else is in the, the fucking dumpster fire. You better add three in there. It's not, but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not, you're not on the, uh, the Halloween 3. You're on the Halloween 3 camp. No, he's Yeah, not. It, how do you feel about that, Derek? Halloween 3, yay or nay? I, I'm pro Halloween 3. I, I do say this. I think it would have been better received were it not called Halloween 3. If it was just called Season yeah. of the Witch, I think it would have been a, a solid cult favorite which i i feel like it's gained more popularity now than than it did back then for sure here's a counter offer i think if um it wasn't called halloween three season of the witch we wouldn't be talking about it right now because everyone would be like oh that's like the worst movie i've ever seen and it would just disappear into nothing maybe i <laughs> I, I i still i still like to think it would be a a, a cult favorite yeah, I mean, but, I, but I see your point. Well, it's like the it seems like the worse the movie, the more followers it has when it comes to to B horror. You know, it's the so bad it's great kind of thing. Right, exactly. Just like the feature. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. It, it'll. <laughs> hey, hey, if it ever gets riffed on MST3K, I'll consider that like I'll retire after that. Oh True. yeah, dude. <laughs> No, you should come back on so we can do a um, like a riff tracks on on uh, something. Oh, that'd be f- I've actually always wanted to do that. We could do Halloween three. OK, yeah, that was actually an idea that we've been trying to do since October is doing like a riff tracks or something on Halloween three. We should but bring yeah, Wally and Wally and Joey on, too. I'm down. For yeah, that. that'd be we do a whole fucking thing. Yeah. That'd oh, be that'd be fun. That'd be so much fun. See, I think you're just missing the themes of the movie there, Jacob. <laughs> Dude, I'm not missing anything. I've seen it multiple times now, and it's just bad. 
It's not bad. It's good. Stop gaslighting me. (laughs) (laughs) Just make that the name of the episode, Gaslighting. Stop gaslighting me. Now, the name of this episode is, um, what's the name of this episode? Gleeding with Eric Diamond? Uh, Please don't name it that. (laughs) I'm just calling it the Derek Diamond trifecta. I'm not putting gleed or gleek anywhere in the title. That's probably the safe thing to do. But he's been on four times, so shouldn't it be the, the Derek well, Diamond? Well, he's, um, he's been a guest three times, so times. that's the trifecta. The okay. Derek Diamond guest trifecta. See, Derek, I mean, Jason loves his trifectas. I've noticed that when I scroll through the, the YouTube name, you love the trifecta. Mm-hmm. I love it when people are on three times, because I love that word. It is a good word to say. It's a, it's a cool word. It sounds like a cool band name. Like if you had three people in the band, like Rush, you'd call it Trifecta. Could start a uh, Zelda cover band, call it the Triforce Trifecta. I like it. What did they cover? Do oh, m- just songs from the... It's all instrumentals, of course. Yeah, you do but, metal. Uh, you do like oh, okay. Yeah, metal, metal versions of, yeah. of Legend of Zelda songs. All right, I'll be the lead singer. <laughs> uh you beat me to it <laughs> all right so derek if you were given the reins to direct a, a a legend of zelda feature film do you think you could handle it or would you buckle under the pressure i'd probably buckle under the pressure but i'd still do it anyway because that's actually my dream project mm-hmm. i've wanted to do that since I knew I wanted to work in film. My number one goal was to do a Zelda movie or series. You think if if Super Mario Brothers uh, does pretty well, which I have a feeling it will, even though I'm still on the fence about Chris Pratt uh, as the voice. But of everything Mario. else about that movie seems great, though. It seems like it's going to be good. I have a feeling that if it does well, they're going to do a, either a Legend of Zelda movie or a TV series. And I don't know. I just kind of feel like. I I wish I knew how to get my foot in the door to to at least be a writer or something on that. Like that would be a dream project to work on Legend of Zelda. Jason, you got to shoot for the moon, Bubba. You got to audition for Zelda. Okay. I, I mean, who am I going to play? Ganon. <laughs> you could play Link's horse. Yeah, I could. Here, how about this live action Legend of Zelda? Will Poulter as Link. What do you think? Who? You don't know who Will the Poulter guy, is? Isn't he the guy who's playing Adam Warlock? Yeah. In... Let me Google this, Will. See, I don't know <laughs> who I would cast as any of the characters. Like, I've thought about it, and honestly, I have no clue. Oh, I know this guy. Uh, I mean, he, he doesn't have a... He doesn't have a... I think he has the worst boyish. look for it. He's yeah. Boyish, he doesn't yeah. look very Linkish me he's that guy from you you're getting paid meme from the where the millers yeah you guys are getting paid you guys uh, getting paid i think we should have chris pratt play link oh god no <laughs> i 100 percent agree <laughs> make it an anime chris pratt you know make chris pratt link make him ganondorf just make him make him everybody so do even you- be zelda do you think if that does happen and they do a Legend of Zelda movie or series, do you think they're going to make it CGI or do you think they'll dip their toes back in the water for live action? The safe choice 
animation, I actually think is a, a straight up anime would be really cool. I think so. Because you could do some really cool visuals cool. with it. Um, because I there's actually been several um adaptations of the Zelda games in Japanese comic form. And they're they're really good. And I, I think that art style would work really well with Zelda. Um live action would be more of a challenge because who do you cast? Yeah. And that would be thinking, it would be like Lord of the Rings level expensive. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Did you get to uh actually watch um Rings of Power on Amazon Prime? I've watched some of it. If you were to do that level of that type of live action for Zelda, it could work. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. have to go all in on it. Like, you can't be cheap. Yeah. You got to create the entire world. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say, I think that, um, honestly, there are a lot of mediums where animation is just, like, the obvious choice. Like, adapting a video game, obviously you want to do animation. Because if you try to take it from uh, a drawing to real life, then there's going to be something lost in between. Whereas if you, like, adapt a book and put it to movie, you're adding something. But if you if you add a video, you take a video game and take it to live action, you're taking away from the product because you can't do in live action what you can do in the video game. Well, it's like what they're doing with the Mario movie with that style of animation, I think is perfect for yeah. Mario. It's like, I would even venture to say that's what they need to do with comic book movies. It's like you're losing so much from the comic book because you're taking a drawing and turning it into, you know, luckily something with a blank check written on it that you can just spend hundreds of millions of dollars on to look good. But there's still just so much being lost because. Did you guys it, you ever know. watch Arcane? on Netflix about uh, the show that's a, based off League of Legends. Mm -mm. Oh, you got to get on that. Go watch Arcane. It's one of the best video game adaptations for a TV show. It's so good. And just go watch it. Just trust me. Watch it. it didn't Imagine Dragons write a song for that show? Yeah, they wrote the theme song for it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm out. Imagine Dragons. In this economy... <laughs> <laughs> uh, i love so, it so fellas we're coming up on the end of the episode it's almost been an hour an hour has gone by yeah, already this flew by too fast I'm going into cardiac arrest let's do another hour okay <laughs> what Pop more high chew you'll be good for another hour you kind of had your your wrestle your wrestlemania persona come out there for a second let's do another hour brother <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, so before we go, uh, Derek, tell everybody where they can find your stuff on the internet. If you want to follow the Derek Diamond experience, just go to linktree.com slash D Diamond Podcast. That's where you can find everything from YouTube uh, links to social media where you can subscribe to the show. New episodes drop every Monday morning. Uh, the show will be seasonal, so it'll run until early May. I'll take the summer off and then come back in the fall with the new batch of episodes. If you want to follow my movie, you can head over to at the feature movie on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and just go to Facebook where you can find uh, all the information for the feature premiere, which will be next Saturday, January 21st. And uh, tickets are ten pre-sale $10? Yep. Yep, $10. Uh, it'll be part of a, a double feature, so we'll be playing a 
a doc. What's funny about the premiere is that it's going to be a double feature. First will be a documentary about making a movie followed by a short film about making a movie. So if you want to know how to make a movie, this is where you need to be. Yeah, exactly. We're calling it a feature. (laughs) You're watching it twice. Yeah, no, it's a docu, a documentary, then the feature. It's a feature, double feature. It's called the feature. (laughs) (laughs) That, Hey, that would be the name of the sequel. If there was one double feature. Oh, nice, dude. That's a great idea. We're, Write the script. Oh, man. Trademark Derek Diamond. There we yeah. go. <laughs> at, at, some, at some point, I actually do want to turn the feature into um, either like a six-episode series or a feature-length movie. That would work. At some point. But if I was to turn it into a feature, I would change the name to the short. Oh, yeah. That, that's a good <sighs> idea. <laughs> Cut the check. so jacob what you got going on before we get out of here oh dude i'm gonna be um well this is happening in february but i just got the word that i'm gonna be an actor in uh the murder mystery dinner yep coming up hosted by our friend uh kyla grace that's cool yeah i hope i get killed honestly but you know what we'll just see what happens maybe i did it maybe i'm the butler Maybe. Maybe my last name's Butler. We'll never know. But um, yeah, I'll give you guys more information on that uh, once it gets closer to the thing and we actually know what all's happening. Uh, as In terms of the podcast, next week we have on Monty Franklin, who's an Australian comic who has opened for Joe Rogan. He's headlined the Comedy Store before. He is a legit A-list comic. Uh, then we also have Pete Jr. coming on. He's coming on tour in Lafayette. Omar Nava, who's a very funny comic in his own right and in february we've got matt wright and nate or i'm sorry neil burliner who has been doing comedy longer than i've been alive so it'll be very fun well i will be in that murder mystery as well uh that we'll give you some information on when we get the information uh my band falls from grace is going to be at rocking the sound on march 18th 2023 you can get your tickets right now at the sound 228.com uh, it will be headlined by the band Nonpoint, and also there's going to be Adelita's Way, Gemini Syndrome, uh, all Any Given Sin. So many cool bands are going to be there, so go get your tickets, your pre-sale tickets right now. It'll be cheaper if you get them beforehand instead of at the door. So go to thesound228.com, get your tickets now. And I think that's about it. Is that it? Can we get out of here? Is that it, Jacob? Yeah, I'm done. I'm ready to go. Oh, uh, yeah. That's and uh, don't forget to go uh, check out me and Derek's other show, the Nerd Cave Retro Show, at Nerd Cave Retro on Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> if you like if you like the retro gaming stuff, because that's what we do over there. The Vigia Games. The Vigia Games. And if you want to email us, you can email us at uh, openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. And we're always above the $50 level these days, so we got to do something dumb for the month. So if you become a patron, you get to tell uh, tell us how to torture Jacob. So go over there, follow us, and we will see you guys next week. I do something dumb every month.